Welcome to the podcast Failing Failure by Think Sage. I'm your host Shalini and to give you a brief about what we're doing here, this podcast is aimed to inspire, educate and transform you through the stories of remarkable humans who despite facing numerous obstacles have reached where they are today. And in this show, we talk about the professional journey of these exceptional people which may assist you in making well-informed career decisions. Today we have with us Niladri Banerjee, who's the Chief Executive Officer of Nursing Broadcasting Private Limited. He's an MBA with 20 years of experience in media, advertising and analytics industries, and has worked with organizations like General Electric, J. Walter Thompson, Mindshare, Lowe Lintas, and ABP. Such a pleasure to have you on our podcast. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Shalini. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, we're so glad you could give some of us, us some of your time. So uh, let's start with your journey. You know, from starting as an assistant manager at ICICI Bank, what has been what has been your journey like from all these years? You know, to finally having your own newspaper brand one day. See, it's like I did my MBA. Yeah. from uh, Indian Institute of Social Welfare and Business Management, Calcutta. Mm. And my specialization was marketing. Yeah. Now, when I started off in ICICI Bank, the offer suddenly came along. And in fact, before working with ICICI, I had worked in market research with Indica Research. Yeah. Now, when I got into ICICI, ICICI was rebandering themselves at that point of time with mm. KV Kamad being the CEO. Now, yeah. it was a very, uh, very interesting time to be in ICICI. And I got an opportunity to train in their Pune training center, which is very, which was one of the premium training centers of the company, yeah. as well as in their Mumbai head office at Bandra Kulla. It was a fantastic exposure, but I left ICICI in two months time. My boss told me at that time that you are setting a record. Within two months, no one leaves ICICI. Hmm. But the reason I left ICICI was, along with ICICI, just after ICICI happened, an opportunity came along for me, which was a kind of dream job for me. I got an offer from HTA, Hindustan Thompson Associates, which yeah. was the largest advertising agency in India, which later became J. Walter Thompson, which is now J. Walter Thompson, a global agency, and uh, for the role of a media planner. I always aspired to be in media planning. Media has always fascinated me. And media planning has interested me because media planning is not just about operations. It involves a degree of analytics. In fact, it's analytics driven, which is what uh, have uh, interested me. So when I got an opportunity to work with the largest advertising agency in India yeah. and one of the largest in the world in media planning, it was a great opportunity. And we started working with clients like uh, ITC, which was the biggest client in Calcutta, Imami, Verger uh, Pens, Bata, these kind of clients, the premium clients in Calcutta I worked with. Yeah. And then Mindshare happened. Now, Mindshare was nothing but J. Walter Thompson and Ogilvy and Mather, two big agencies. They both belong to the WPP group. Now, they decided the media divisions of these two companies are going to come together. In mm. fact, media divisions of contract also joined in and they will form a company out of it, a brand out of it called Mindshare. Mindshare had already been rolled, uh, rolled out across the world. It was rolled out in India at that point. 
Yeah. And when Mindshare was rolled out in India, uh, well, uh, I was part of that process naturally. Um, uh, so it was another great opportunity because Mindshare meant in Jewelta Thompson, we are actually doing media planning only. In Mindshare, we're not only doing media planning, we started doing client servicing also. It's a separate company. And we are, as the planners, the interface of the company to the uh, client. So yeah. it was another experience handling clients, managing client expectations, and uh, being part of a network of Mindshare globally, which was another great experience. But then what happened, I got an opportunity from General Electric. General Electric was setting up the analytics division in Calcutta, yeah. and they wanted me to lead the division in Calcutta. So it was uh, for me a once in a lifetime opportunity because I always aspired to work in General Electric, even in my MBA days, being of the premier brands in the world. So I joined G after spending five years with Jewelta Thompson and Mindshare. And I had set up the analytics projects division over here in Calcutta. Now, it was a fantastic experience in the sense we had teams in Bangalore. In fact, the head office is still in Bangalore. We had teams in Gurgaon and we have teams in Calcutta. And we used to work as one team out of these three locations. And the clients were based globally. We used to work with G companies across the world in America, in Europe, as well as in Asia. We also used to work with G clients like Walmart, like Myers, like JCPenney and many other clients and for different projects, which are analytics projects. So that way it was a very different experience for me. Your team is not sitting with you. Your client is not sitting with you and I can't even interact with the client face to face and still we are working. And today, when you're in a pandemic situation, when we are actually working virtually, you are taking my interview virtually, we are having many meetings virtually. I still remember those G days and it has, I think we have done it much earlier. I had done it in 2004 when I joined G and I was there till 2006. But then I had a feeling that uh, in being in Calcutta, I was missing out a lot of actions. And I wanted, wanted to work in Mumbai. Yeah. And an opportunity came along to me uh, from Lowell Inters. They offered me the position of associate vice president. I was a manager analytics in G and I was offered a position of associate vice president. So it was a fantastic growth opportunity and Linters opportunity was very different because in advertising, they're launching a division which will work on media brands. They will mm -hmm. offer solutions to media brands, to the challenges which media brands faces from yeah. their Mumbai office. And I joined there as the service delivery leader. But then again, as it has always happened in my life, after working with Lintus for a year about, yeah. something more interesting came along from Calcutta. I got the opportunity to lead ABP as a brand head for mm. their flagship brand, Anando Bajar Potrika. You know, Anando Bajar Potrika is the largest media brand in the Eastern region, not only in Bengal. And I was to be their brand head. So it was like a, a dream opportunity for me because uh, actually for the first time, I was now going to be on the media side. I've been in the agency side in media planning and brand uh, management. Now I was going to be on the media side actually working for a media and uh, it had been a very enriching experience uh, with ABP. I worked there for seven years, but then I started feeling beyond a point 
that let me uh, abp is a very established brand when i'm working with a established brand there are you know a lot of things we take for granted because it is the market leader and there's no competition anywhere to be seen so our challenge is to grow the business further expand the market further i thought i should work with a startup so i left abp and started my own startup which was in brand uh, digital brand consultancy Hmm. but then after i worked for about one year in digital brand consultancy i had launched a division called mnext something more interesting came along my way there's yeah. an opportunity to work in a startup which was a newspaper which is to be launched so i joined their ssu i'm still with them we launched a newspaper called agdin which was a bengali newspaper so starting a new newspaper and challenging uh, market leaders like abp which is what i have been engaged in i have also we also have a, had a bengal hindi newspaper which had to stop during the pandemic but yeah. agdin has continued and it has been a kind of a very different experience working with a startup brand for 5 years yes. so in a way my my life my career i've been very fortunate enough to work with very premium brands like ge like jewel the thompson like lintus like avp as well as with startup brands because very few people get uh, you know the best of both the world they either work with startup brands or they work with uh, you know premium brands i got the opportunity to work with both i worked with both multinational brands as well as indian brands you know ge is an american company jewel the thompson is yeah. an american company loyalint is an american company but abp is an indian company agdin is an indian company narsinga is an indian company so i have again worked on both sides so that way it is it is a kind of i am very fortunate i consider myself uh, that uh, i got an opportunity to again see the best of both the worlds in uh, multinational setup as well as an indian setup that's yes, how sir. it has Absolutely. been absolutely and i mean what a wonderful journey starting from you know just uh, the scratch and going into so many sectors working into so many fields and you know a, a lot of people they stop when they finally have the biggest company but i think one thing was that with your experimentation you didn't even start, stop when you had when you were at the top of the competition so i think hats off to you for that sir and Uh, can you tell us something about the early days from before when you had started working so in my early days i started in uh, south point high school which is a premium school in calcutta yeah. and it is in fact the largest school in asia in terms of the number of students yeah i did both my secondary and high secondary from there and i had pure science in my high secondary i studied physics chemistry math statistics Okay. but in graduation i decided to shift my discipline i decided i was very interested in economics at that point of time because at that point of time it was 1991 and economic economic liberalization was happening in india dr monmohan singh as the finance minister initiated this process and lot of things which are very exciting is happening in the economic world and which was changing lives of people as well particularly the management people yeah so i thought it economics is a very interesting discipline so in spite of studying pure science i studied economics honors in my uh, bachelor of science uh, in um, calcutta university yeah. uh, which was again moving to a different area but it enriched me and still when i speak in different forums i keep appearing as political analyst in different tv channels hmm. and there my that economics background actually helps me what i am finding 
that uh, that that knowledge which I acquired for three years that really expanded my horizon. But I didn't walk in the domain of economics. I went into a management and specialized in marketing. Sometimes I still feel maybe I should have uh, carried on my higher studies with economics. That would have been a more suitable domain for me. But then the attraction of MBA was more at that point of time. MBA was shining uh, that career prospect because economic liberalization has happened and there was a lot of demand for MBAs. So I went for it and I could stay in Calcutta and still do it uh, thanks to my admission in, in Indian Institute of Social Welfare and Business Management through CAT, which is the yeah. common admission test, the same admission test I am. In MBA, I like I said, I specialized in marketing and I was always interested in being in media planning when I studied my MBA, being in media rather, not just in media planning. And uh, it was I, it was very fortunate for me that I got an opportunity to be in media while being in marketing, the marketing side of media, if I may put it. Yeah. And uh, you know, you know that opportunity came along by way after my bit stint with market research and with ICICI. So that way, you know, I have got what I wanted to do, but I want to do more. I'm just 48 right now. That is not yeah. too young, I understand. But at the same time, I have many more working years for me. So I want to have my own entrepreneurial venture. I have a lot of plans in the road ahead, particularly in the digital you know, domain. So a yes. lot of exciting plans, a lot of new things which might come up. Particularly, I think this pandemic gives us a new horizon of opportunities. Digital platforms are going to take off in a very big way in this yeah. so so there would be opportunities which will be coming up so and i look forward to be part of those opportunities in future yeah and yeah, to be honest sir you are truly inspirational you know to uh, still keep on going and keep on learning something new and hats off to you for that so you have worked in different sectors, starting from, you know, banks to being a media planner and then moving on to analytics and being the co-founder of a brand. There are so many things that you've done. So while you were making these transitions, did you think they made, like, uh, they made sense or were there a lot of people who were like, you're not making the right decision? Or, you know, when you look back, do you think those were the correct decisions in hindsight? See, I believe that, you know, we don't know, we know what has happened in the past. Yeah. But we don't know what has, what will happen to us in the future. Yeah. So if you try to say that this is the right decision mm. or this is a wrong decision, that is not the right way of looking at things. It is better to follow your heart because your heart already knows what you really want. And if I do what I really want, then the probability of my success goes up. And this is not my words. These are the words of Steve Jobs, which has always inspired, who has always inspired me as an entrepreneur. His life has been an inspiration for me in business. Yeah. So, so I always tried to think that Apple was a company which was into more uh, computers, laptops, but he could think about getting into music through iPod, then got into iPad, and then got into iPhone, a completely different category. So if Chief Jobs can be a CEO of a company, he even left the company, he was asked to leave, and then he came back repositioning the company and took it in a different domain. So mm. if, it, if Apple from a computer manufacturer could also become a uh, world's largest mobile phone manufacturer, a completely different domain, then why not individuals? 
So that's the way of looking at things that you need to uh, expand your horizon. You need to look at new things. And uh, also another learning for me, don't do everything for money. Because if you run after money, then it can't be sustained for very long. But if I do things which are right, then money will run after us, people who do things right. There'll yeah. be people who will want us. So my basic lesson in life is not to play safe one and not to run after money second. Thirdly, I have also undertaken different initiatives beyond my career. Like I have been part of a movement for declassification of files related to Netaji Shubhas Chandra Bose. Yeah. Now, as part of this movement, I have worked with family of Netaji, my immediate family of Netaji. And I was very fortunate enough when I was part of the movement as a researcher, as a researcher on Netaji, I was called by Prime Minister Narendra Modi to his house, along with family members of Netaji, when he announced declassification of Netaji files. And in the process, I have been able to connect with the prime minister and we have been part of different forums together, like uh, uh, regarding activities on Netaji. For example, when the national flag was unfurled in Red Fort on 21st of October on the 75th anniversary of Netaji's Azadin government, when he inaugurated the museum in, at Red Fort on 23rd January, when he renamed two islands at Andaman Nicobar Islands, or this year when he actually had a mega celebration in Netaji Shubhas Chandrabhas's 125th anniversary. But I being part of this movement, which has not given me a single paisa, but still it has helped me connect with the people. And that's what I mean, don't run after money. Be part of initiatives which interest you. And uh, automatically, you know, you'll develop connects which will help finally in your career. That has been my lesson in my life. So uh, that, that is uh, what I can say that, you know, follow your heart, whatever interest you do it, and you know, things will fall in place. Don't be too analytical, too pessimistic in terms of planning. There's only one life. Yes, and that's wonderful, sir. So while you were making these transitions, uh, you know, you switch mm -hmm. between all these uh, industries. Was there something new that you had to learn when you went for a new profile altogether? Or did you, uh, like, all the existing things that you had learned, they helped along with the process? See, every job was a new experience for me. For yeah. example, when I went into G, I was coming from advertising. And G, you know, is a very process-driven company. I was from a creative domain and I was expected to follow the process norms very diligently. Yeah. But then my advertising background, even within that process, helped me to think creatively. And I focus on the customers because in advertising, we are very customers focused. So what happened was because of my customer focus, yeah. I got the second highest award in G globally in my first year itself. It's called Diamond Award. Hmm. I was awarded it for contributing to analytics business growth, leveraging my existing clients. For business development, I didn't have to trouble, travel. Instead, the clients who worked with me referred me to other clients. They were so happy with my work. And I could actually use those referrals to develop business. Today, when I'm in COVID times, when you can't travel because of business development, that yeah. experience is also very useful to me. But then, I remember that my advertising experience of client focus, of thinking creatively, 
that is what impressed the clients. They found me to be very different from other people in G because I could also contribute creatively besides doing the process driven part. So yeah. that's how my advertising experience helped. But then when I went into AVP, there also the analytics experience which I had in G, that helped. Because an AVP in a media world is madness. Every day there's madness. But to find a method within that madness, to look at the figures and uh, suggest scope for improvement and to do things more profitably, that was a scope for me. So there, I could bring some you know, method within the madness, leveraging my experience in G. Mm. So at every step, it has been a different world which I had to adjust to. Like for, when I joined ABP, it was a shock for me for first three months because I have always worked in the multinational world where you know the, there's a huge amount of professionalism. Well, in ABP, it was a typical Indian culture, which is very family-like culture. People yeah. call themselves a dada and stuff like that. Dada, you know, means elder brother in Bengali. So okay. it's like a very different culture because we yeah. are uh, used to calling people by first names, even my boss by first name. And here there's a dada culture coming up. There's a very relationship-driven walk which happens. People are very laid back. So, so you know, it was a, quite a shock. I was thinking, should I have I made a wrong decision? Should I go back actually to Mumbai? And that to coming back to Calcutta from Mumbai. Then I realized that there's a, there's a way of working. There's a different way of working. And if I'm a good manager uh, or a management professional, I should also be able to deliver results within this way. There's no way which is absolutely sacrosanct. And it is not that the way in which Indian companies work that should be looked down upon. Rather, Indian companies should preserve their own way of working and find success with that way instead of imitating what the multinationals are doing. That's what my learning has been. I have been able to adjust very well within, uh, with a very different kind of work culture. And then when I went, when I went into Abdin from ABP, you know, ABP has been a market leader. The second player in the market is half that of ABP in terms of leadership. Mm. From that, when I got into Abdin, which is a startup brand with hardly any circulation, any leadership, it was a completely different world from a market leader to a not even a challenger, a yeah. startup. Exactly. It is a very different experience again. I had to get into a lot of areas. But then I took the opportunity. I also started contributing to, you know, uh, editorial at that point. I started writing in the newspaper also in my spare time. Yeah. And that's how I developed interest in political news. And today I appear as political analyst in different leading channels in Calcutta like Republic TV has launched in Calcutta, Republic Bangla. I appear as analyst over there. I appear in TV9 Bangla, which has been launched by TV9 group of Andhra Pradesh. So I appear as political analyst. So I have leveraged my experience in Agdim to actually groom myself as a political analyst. Mm. So it is like every experience has enriched me. Yeah. And I look at it that way. Maybe my present experience will enrich me in future. So, so I look at that way and I never run for money. I, I, I try to follow my heart and rest of the thing automatically falls in place. Maybe I have been very lucky, but I think if I always keep following uh, my heart, then at some point I'm going to get rewarded. That's yeah. my belief. 
so sir you had you've had so much of experience can you share some of the challenges that you had faced in your journey and if you like how did you counter those challenges challenges see the biggest challenge i faced when i like i was telling you yeah when i joined abp hmm. because first of all i was working with multinationals secondly i was working in mumbai uh, with a professional work culture in mumbai and before that uh, with a client which was global uh, uh, and with teams which are based in delhi and bangalore after that kind of a profile when i went into abp the biggest challenge was that i found people to be very laid back and they found me to be very hyper yeah. so somewhere the two ends need to meet to get things done i once tried to get a deadline like i we always do in multinationals from our editor and he said i don't give deadlines i was very shocked saying that oh, then how do i work if you don't give a timeline you give your timeline well no i don't give any timeline he said then i realized that creative people have a different way of working particularly people who work in newspapers in the media industry yeah. if you restrict them with a timeline then it will be they 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 feel constrained rather you have to give the freedom at the same time make sure the you know the targets are met whatever targets we are working on the projects are done because everyone is responsible and there i realized the importance of having qualitative targets because we always in multinationals run after quantity but in abp for the first time i saw a philosophy which believes also in quality not just in quantity the hmm. question which was asked not was not only how many ads have come how much circulation has grown but also how good is the content and how happy the readers are with the content and how happy you are with the content yeah. so the quality focus which i actually learned in abp was fantastic and abp in terms of quality i can tell you both abp and telegraph the two newspapers which they got they're the best in the country in terms of quality focus and that has been appreciated many times and that has helped the brand so there i learned you know that you know quantity focus in life is not everything you also have to focus on quality because it is quality which helps you sustain the quantity abp is in the market for last 100 years and it has been a market leader and it is not without reason same applies to g g because of its legendary quality focus has been such a giant in the industry with ceos like jack well jeff email people like that of the g they have contributed of course but that the way g way of working so many people try to follow it because of the quality focus and finally to my favorite brand apple i never got the opportunity to work in apple uh, but yeah. you know i have i am in consumer of apple that's why i am associated the brand apple yeah. has been a hallmark of quality if you look at iphones yeah, and if you compare it with the other phones in the market iphone charges a premium but look at the quality features which they have got Next and the level. kind of yeah that's the next level of quality and how they upgrade themselves from time to time which helps business of course but at the same time that shows their focus on quality mm. so while running after quantity we often disregard quality but it is quality which gives us long term you know sustainability yeah true true 
so sorry as you mentioned before you're also not from a media background i mean you have a bachelor's in economics and from there you went on to do an mba so for students mm-hmm. who are let's say from another industry or together how do they make a career in media and how feasible would it be for them see like i told you i am also not from an economics background i was from a pure science background physics chemistry math statistics so yeah. i was supposed to be an engineer or a doctor but mm. i went for economics so i could uh, i never learned economics in my class 2 course till i could learn economics in my graduation and do reasonably well the same philosophy followed when i got into media and in fact i studied management and from there i got into media because media has already fascinated me now the basic rule here is that never restrict yourself to your immediate area of learning or the graduation area have interest in lot of other areas which yeah. fascinates you i may not be able to read all those areas but officially formally but i can still get exposed to those areas to my own interest for example i have always studied science but uh, my area of passion one of the areas of passion has been history in my school i only studied history till class 10 but after that i kept because history always interested me i kept studying different areas of history which interested me particularly the freedom struggle part of india and that's how i got associated later on with the movement for declassification of subhash chandra bose's files yeah. so it helps you at some point same applies for media if someone is interested in media it doesn't matter what he is studying but what matters is uh his interest in media how he or she actually grooms himself or herself for the media domain in yeah. fact in abp there's a system that the you know the journalists are not taken from journalism people who have started journalism they are not taken as journalists people who have a domain knowledge whether it's economics whether it's english whether it's vernacular bengali whether mm. it's um, you know political science anything which is relevant whether it's pure science these are the people who are taken by journalists because the philosophy which they believe in is that you need to have a specialist area and then you can learn journalism through your work same mm-hmm. applies to the business part of media that if you are passionate enough if you have a core domain for example my domain in graduation has been economics now this economics has helped me in media also because in terms of content content is very much every analysis is linked yeah. to economics everything has economics perspective that has enriched me but then if i'm interested this is no rocket science people can always learn and mm. people can move on like that like yeah. for example i hardly appeared on tv but then my opportunity to appear on tv appeared when narendra modi ji met us yes. so the lot of tv channels in delhi from times now to ndtv uh have been on barkhadar show on ndtv after meeting modi ji and then india today asked that lot of channels called me i had no exposure of being in media but still i appeared there and i was fairly well appreciated and then when i came back to calcutta then i started appearing gradually in different channels as political analyst so it was like i i graduated gradually without any experience into a new domain and there i'm contributing Yes. So, sir. so, and lot of people ask me still that why are you a political analyst? You have never studied political science. 
you have never studied arts also in my graduation uh, my subjects were economics statistics mathematics i never had political science how are you a political analyst yeah. but then just keep calling me because they see value in what i contribute because i don't contribute from any bookish knowledge or theories but i contribute by, from my real life experience of being in the media interacting with political personalities contributing to editorial based on that i contribute being in newspaper yeah. Yes, sir. In fact, what you rightly mentioned that uh, what you're passionate about is what matters. Because even when people let's apply for different kind of positions, they're asked mm -hmm. about you know what things they're passionate about rather more than mm -hmm. uh, if they have a better experience or not, or let's any education background or not. So, right. Uh, sir, what do you think is the definition of failure for you? Failure is losing hope. Failure is not achieving your target. Failure is losing hope. Let me give you a recent experience. Yeah. I suffered from COVID this month only. Yeah. And my situation was pretty critical. Hmm. I was in ICU. I was about to be transferred to ventilation. My oxygen level was pretty low. But then I was very optimistic always. In the ICU, I could see different patients who have given up. Well, I was very hopeful in terms of, okay, I'll, okay, I'll follow the medical advice and I will survive. I, yeah. I will get better. And it actually happened. I could see a lot of people dying in front of my eyes who had given up. Well, yeah. I being the optimistic person actually came out of the ICU and I'm fit and back now. So it is, you know, failure are those people who had given up hope and who died. Failure are those people who had given up the challenge of fighting against COVID. Success is not getting infected by COVID, but success is fighting it and yeah. winning over COVID. Now, yeah. if we replace COVID by the challenges we face in life, someone has a job loss, someone has lost his job, suppose in a COVID times. That is not a failure. That's a normal reaction because of the market scenario. But if someone is optimistic, someone is positive, he'll find a way or she'll find a way. And that is success. But if someone gives up hope and be pessimistic, that's failure. So failure is losing faith in oneself. Success is having that faith. Like Swami Vivekananda, you know, the great Hindu saint, he once said that people who believe in themselves, they are actually the biggest, you know, believers in God. Yeah. You know, because God is within you all. So it's it's about self-belief. That is success. Very well said, sir. And you are truly right, in fact, that failure is not when we have, you know, receive a challenge. It is when we have given up all hope. And uh, no, no, you know, Shalini, if, yeah. I, if I had given up, I would have been dead by now. You would have possibly speaking about my obituary now. Frankly, I was in such a situation and today I'm fit because of the, you know, I believe medicine, of course, helps, but because of the positive attitude yes, and because and of the, you know, the, that, that is what matters in life. That's a lesson for life. Yeah. And we're so glad you recovered. I mean, with all the stress, you know, seeing so many people suffer in front mm -hmm. of your eyes, it's not easy to be very hopeful at that time. No, because second thing which I learned at that time is it is yeah. important to be detached. Like what Gita says, 
that mafaleshu kadachana which essentially means do your duty but don't get attached to what you are doing we often tend to get too much attached to our life too much attached to our parents we can't leave them but parents are going to leave you some day too much attached to the people we love so so that we can't even live without them but they yes. may also leave you some you never know so the point is that it is important to be detached in life while still doing the duty important thing is to do the duty but if one gets too attached to what is happening both success and failure and people around them get influenced by them then that is also a failure kind of failure so yeah. what is needed is there in our philosophy in our literature everything is there we just need to learn from them there's there's no rocket science of success is basically Very rightly mentioned sir being positive and detached these yeah. are the two So, sir, I think this was a wonderful conversation, and you gave us so much insight into your career. But I think the last question that I would like to ask you is, what is that one mm-hmm. advice that you would like to give students who or professionals who are just starting out in their career and don't have a very solid starting point? See, the most important advice I can give, based on my experience, is that dream big. you have to dream big as per the expectation which your heart has someone is in a very small position today but he has big aspiration then he can run after that aspiration and do whatever is needed to fulfill that aspiration but if one doesn't know how to dream then often we are taught to be very practical in life our parents tell us our elders tell us but it is important to be practical of course to be practical but it is also important to dream and then it is also important to run to achieve your dream if someone dreams and it remains a dream nothing comes out of it one needs to take initiatives to achieve the dream be yeah. positive and take initiatives and don't be deterred by temporarily you know let down it's like in student days you know we often used to be scared suppose i like a girl i was scared of actually approaching the girl and proposing to her but if yeah. i had proposed maybe the result would have been different but we are scared yeah. we are scared of approaching and we are scared of hearing a no so the point is don't be scared of failures because these failures will lead to ultimate success it is important to accept failures to achieve real success because all the people who have achieved real success if you look in india if you look outside look at amitabh bachchan how many failures he had before he became a superstar in the movie yeah. world the way he had to struggle and there are many examples look at steve jobs he was even kicked out of his own family or company which he created and he came back with a bang and the things which made him immortal now the point is that don't be scared of failure the scare of failure often stops us from doing things like we never proposed to many beautiful girls which we liked yes. so it is all, uh, and 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 same applies for the girls and uh, you know mm, so the point is that try things which your heart wants follow okay. your heart because again to quote steve jobs he said your time is limited so don't waste it living someone else's life mm. then he adds on don't be 
trapped by dogma because it is like living with the results of someone else thinking. And then he finally concludes, be ready to follow your heart because yeah. it already knows what you really want. Often you don't know what you really want. Your heart knows because we try to think logically. But yeah. people are emotional. Unless you get what you really want, you can't sustain it beyond the point. So it is important to follow your heart and don't be afraid of failures. Rather welcome failures. Well said, sir. And this was a very wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for sharing your insights into your experience and your life. And thank you so much for all the wisdom that you shared with us. Um, thank you. Most welcome, Shalini. It was a pleasure speaking to you. So this was an interesting conversation with Naladri Banerjee and here are some of the things that we discussed in this conversation. He talks about two things that he learned from his entire career. One being how we should never play safe. And by that he means to take more risks that might turn out to be a huge part of our lives. Not only that, it gives us new opportunities to help us improve in life. The second thing he tells us is to never run after money, but instead following things that interest you. So if you're taking initiative towards that, you'll improve yourself in the process and learn new skills that will be helpful to you in the future and will automatically bring you money. Number two is that he also talks about how we should follow our dreams and take action towards them instead of doing what others think will be helpful for us. Now that makes us responsible for our own life and own actions which is much better than blaming someone else for our failures of, in our life. And not just that, you might fight harder for your dreams than someone you never meant, than something that you never meant to do. So I hope you took away something of value out of a conversation and if you did, then do remember to apply it in your lives. Make sure to hit subscribe if you haven't already. And if you liked our podcast, then do leave out a review. That's it for this week. Everyone out there, thank you for tuning in and listening. We'll come back next week with a new story. Until then, enjoy your week.